Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcasting Life today. We are back on episode 121. It is Thursday, and I'm in a very interesting, sort of decent mood. Something happened last night, and something kind of transitioned over this morning. It's more of a personal thing that I'm going through, but you know what? It's all good. It's all good because I just finished watching, twice by the way, the first episode of Loki. Made his debut on Disney Plus coming out every Wednesday night. And dare I say, it's been a very, I wouldn't say a very long time because that's kind of exaggerated. But I have to say it's been quite a while since a first episode really, really engaged me. Really, really got me to want to know more, want to look forward to what can happen next and what can transpire. So that's exactly what Loki did. And I felt like, you know what? I'm going to do my first review, my first deep dive episode, and it's going to be full spoilers. I get it. I get it. Some people don't want to be spoiled, but I'm letting you know now. There are going to be full spoilers. If you don't want to hear it, by all means, jump out, come back later on, and then you can listen to what I have to say about Loki. So that is going to be our episode of the day. All that plus our superhero quote of the day, of course, is episode 121. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout outs out of the way, shall we? And I want to give a major, major shout out to Corey Dyson, a, I don't know him personally yet, I don't don't know him personally yet, but I will, I will, he is a motivating coach, he is a business coach, and ever since I spoke to him on the phone, and on the internet, on the internet, I, I, you know, tweeted him, I tweeted, you know, it's what it is, I tweeted him, Corey Dyson is a business and motivating coach, and he knows on how to take your marketing skills to heights that has never been before, and I'm going to start working with him in July, so I can project Voice of Garcia, by the way, my new website has been updated, so if you have not gotten a peek of that, oh boy, I guarantee it, voiceover websites have done a phenomenal job with what, how, and where, it is and how it looks. I don't know what the hell I'm saying anymore, but the fact of the matter is, I fucking love it. It matches my personality. It matches, in a way, my voice. Very, very good. I love what they did with the transition of the black and red and everything else. It is badass. And with that being said, Corey Dyson, hopefully, when I work with him, he's going to take it to brand new heights. And it... Of course, you can pay for all of the coaching sessions, all of the classes, all you want. But at the end of the day, it's all about you. It's all about how you put in the work. And dare I say, I am now more motivated than ever to go and put the work in. Because how his words go, go get it. Just go get it. You better go get it. Gotta go get it. Huge shout out to Corey Dyson. Can't wait to work with him. Beginning of July... 
it is going to be three months, maybe even more, of us working together. And the fact that he's a huge MMA fan, the the vibe is there. And as I said before, you can have many coaches. There are hundreds and thousands of coaches out there. But if the vibe is not there, it makes no difference. And I think the vibe is clicking with us. So once again, shout out to Corey Dyson. If you want to take your marketing tactics to new heights, go search him out on Twitter at Corey Dyson. That's C-O-R-E-Y-D-I-S-S-I-N. There you go. You're welcome. That's all we have for the shout outs. Let's dive the deep dive into Loki episode one. Glorious Purpose. That comes out right in a bit. Previously on what transpired in Avengers Endgame, Loki decided to get away from the captives of being in the Avengers and stolen the Tesseract in order to ensure that he would get away from being captive all over again. Only this time, he's been taken by the TVA, the Time Variance Authority. And according to the comic books and the show, the Time Variance Authority are created and is held by the timekeepers to ensure that everything must follow the sacred timeline. In other words, Loki has now been adrifted and has gone out of the sacred timeline and he's being tried and is being captive. And must stand trial for his crimes against humanity. I wouldn't say humanity, but... <laughs> As as probably me doing the narrator epic voice, you know, previously. And I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. This show interested me in many, many ways than I think I can give it credit for. And I know it's only been one episode, but I'm speaking from the heart here, as you already know. I don't understand why a lot of, you know, groups or critics or hardcore critics like Let's say, let's throw out a name, IGN, for example. When I saw that they give the first episode a 7 out of 10, I'm like, huh, that's a little bit harsh. Like, they would give the score and they would have a, a little description right next to their number. And it has something to do with upcoming flashbacks and everything else. And I'm like, huh. I mean, I saw the episode and... Yeah, they used certain flashbacks, but it wasn't like it wasn't like montage if you truly think about it. But I digress. IGN, they do whatever they want to do. If that's how they see fit, that's how they see fit. What matters is what I believe. What matters is what you believe. And here is my here's my thoughts as a whole. Loki by far is probably probably one of the most complex characters ever. And when I say complex, I mean there are moments where you do sympathize for him, you end up rooting for him and against him. And I think that in a way is the true aspect of what a villain slash anti-hero slash tragic hero, whatever you want to call him, because we've seen him all the way from the first Thor movie till now. And he's changed. 
in many ways, shapes, and form. But when he's captured by the TVA and he is apprehended by them, and then Agent Mobius, played by Owen Wilson, and first of all, Owen Wilson, love the guy, he's awesome, and the fact that he's very he's very casual, he's calm, cool, and collected, and he treats Loki like, in a way, he's nothing. Oh, no, let me rephrase that. He doesn't treat him like he's nothing, but he's treating him like, dude, you believe like you're this, you're that. All right, come come talk to me, like work with me. And it's a it's basically a therapy session. That's what this episode is. It is a therapy session to see what make Loki tick. And I feel like that's very fascinating to me because it's not every day where we watch our favorite heroes or villains and we truly dive into the psyche of their mindset. Actually, no. There have been a few times, but it was never explored to this extent. And Loki, being a god of mischief, uh, an all-powerful being, realizes that in this space, in this in this world, the TVA, in this... I don't even know where the hell they are. <laughs> in this aspect, he realizes that there is something else beyond. Whether it's the timekeepers whether it's the people that apprehended him, the TVA, it could be anything. He realizes that he's just well, what Owen Wilson slash Agent Mobius likes to call him as a little pussycat. And I had a theory. No, I'm sorry. I had a thought, and even though they're kind of the same thing. There are many people that actually thought if someone crosses through the timelines, if someone for any reason goes outside their courses, would the Time Variance Authority, the TVA, apprehend them? And we thought that there would be a chance that they would go after Gamora and they would go after other people that if for any reason got of their original timeline and go into a new timeline that the TVA would then apprehend them, intercept them and either reset them or delete them completely, which I feel like it's deletion or pruning. I don't know what terms they used, but it's either pruning or resetting. But that didn't happen because according to the person that I, I forgot her name, but according to the person that apprehends the dictations of the timekeepers, if something is bound to happen, it's going to happen. And when the Avengers traveled through time to apprehend the stones to fix whatever Thanos did, there were a lot of theories that were going around and asking, why didn't the TVA apprehend them? Because once Loki bounced, they apprehended him right away. But yet, when the Avengers did it, they didn't do it. Why is that? Why did they no go? Why are they not going after Gamora? Why did they not go after Steve Rogers slash Captain America? Why did they not go after them? Why did they not stop Thanos for traveling from 2014 to what was it, 2023? Around that time age when he came out and the epic battle of Infinity War happened. I'm sorry, Avengers Endgame happened. Why didn't they apprehend them? Well, according to this represent this representation person. I don't even know her fucking name. She's cute though. According to her, all of that was supposed to happen. Loki escaping was not supposed to happen. So in other words, they see the past and they see the future. And they will allow things that will happen 
based on what they dictate. So that just throws free will in a way right out the fucking window. And honestly, I'm kind of bummed out about that. I really am. I'm I'm kind of bummed out that I'm trying to choose my words carefully because I really do care about this. You know what? Let me continue on with an example and maybe I can get to the point that I'm trying to make. There was a point where Loki was escaping Agent Mobius. And there was also a point where he got into a guy, he he got to a guy, his name is Casey, and it was hilarious. I, I like him. He, he's hilarious that he didn't even know what a fish was. He opens up the drawer and he just sees stacks of Infinity Stones. The Tesseract, the Infinity Stones, and he's holding them. He's like, wait, are these Infinity Stones? And Casey goes, yeah, we actually have a lot of those and we use them as paperweights. That bums me out in a particular way because... All the sacrifice and the deaths and the meaningful deaths and everything that the the core centerpieces was around the Infinity Stones. And now we're into Marvel Phase 4. This show is basically telling me all of the death, the sacrifice, the battles, everything doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing these infinity stones eh it's all right you i mean it's worth so much more it's powerful beings powerful objects in the universe but in the tva eh just paperweights don't worry about it we don't give a fuck we don't give a fuck that kind of bums me out a little bit it bums me out that now as people it signifies that free will does not exist, that everything is predetermined, and it's up to the timekeeper's will whether we do or we or what we don't do. Or maybe it's free will that timekeepers did give their free will to people as long as they follow the path that they are set on. Again, it's so complex and so unique in some way, it bums me out, but it does intrigue me at the same time, if that makes any sense. Now, I think my favorite moment in this entire episode was when Loki looked over his life. He looked in in the other timeline through the the scenes of the previous movies to us, I get it. But you have to understand, all of those events did not happen to that Loki yet, to the to that Loki. I want to say Loki 2 or present Loki or prime Loki, but what you, you call it what it is? It's Loki. All those events did not happen to that Loki yet. And when he sees that he is responsible for his mother's death. And he sees that he bonds with his brother Thor. And he sees that he died. That Thanos fucking snapped his neck. He saw his own death right in front of him. And he realizes that everything that he has done up to that point is predetermined. How would you feel if all of your choices and your actions were not really your own choices and actions, but were instead chosen for you. That That's kind of upsetting in a way, isn't it? I mean, am I the only one wrong here? Am I, a, am I a psychopath for thinking this way? Or am I just thinking way too much above this? I don't know. Maybe because I'm a strong believer in free will that that's why I care so much about this. But... You can see Loki, he's heartbroken, and he realizes there is something bigger here. 
There is something bigger than than him, than the Avengers and everything. And something that was very interesting that Ancient Mobius said, and I'm going to paraphrase here. He said, Loki exists to make other people be better at themselves. So in other words, he's telling him to his face that he is nothing more than a supporting character. Oh my God, if that is not a shot to your ego, to your pride, if that is not a shot to your personality, to basically telling you that, dude, you ain't shit. You live to make this guy look good and this guy be good or this group or whatever. Oh my God. Oh my God, man. Again, that's what's making this show so complex And so unique in its own way. And that's why... Congratulations, show. You hooked me. You hooked me to now want more. And I want to see more. I really do. A couple of the funny moments that I actually thought was the fact that... It it was hilarious in the moment where... (laughs) there There was a couple of funny times where... Loki is going through the process and you got the dwarf, the midget guy, and he's looking at him. He's like, all right, can you establish that you're not a robot and, you know, you can go through and everything? And Loki goes, what if I was a robot and didn't even know it? And the guy goes, oh, well, then the machine is going to melt you from the inside out. That was hilarious because you can see Loki was concerned. He was like, oh, uh, oh, uh, all right, I'm, I'm not a robot. I'll be okay. I'll be fine. Everything is good. And then he goes through it and everything is fine. Everything is good. So imagine if Ultron was to go through that. Oh, Ultron would be obliterated. Holy shit. Again, this goes into the perspective that everything that has transpired up till then doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Because there are superior beings out there that can just either pluck them out and be like, Alright, you're powerful and you are... Great and awesome in your world. Here, you ain't shit. But moving along the story. Oh, and by the way, the fact that Loki was D.B. Cooper. <laughs> hilarious. I, I love that reference. Because for those that don't know the case of D.B. Cooper, I didn't even know the case of D.B. Cooper. But apparently, he disappeared with a cash full of money and... Uh, No one knew what happened to him. And this was like maybe during historical times. And apparently, according to Chil Sonnen, an MMA fighter, I don't know how much of this is true, but apparently he and his family thought that they saw and and met D.B. Cooper. So that that was a funny reference right there. But, oh my goodness. Another reference that I like to point out was when Agent Mobius, because he's trying to recruit Cobra. I'm sorry if my stomach is growling. I haven't eaten breakfast yet. You know, just. You can enjoy. You can enjoy. You can disregard those sounds. Anyway, Agent Mobius comes in and he needs to recruit Loki because there is an evil version of Loki, according to him, that is going around and killing the members of the TVA. And he needs Loki's help in order to apprehend him. And there was a moment where he finds a little boy. And the little boy 
you know, with blue gum or with kablooey or whatever the hell that is. You know, kablooey is basically like another word for explosion. So there might be a little reference there. I have no idea. And Asia Mobius goes, who did this to you? And he looks up upon the church uh, stained glass. And it was a picture of a regular man, but with a devil type of a face. So here's my question. Are we finally getting... What what's his name again? Mephisto? Are we finally getting Mephisto here? And Mephisto is the basically the devil version of the Marvel universe. So are we finally getting Mephisto? But but considering that we've been disappointed with Mephisto having something to do with the MCU for some time, I think it's just evil version of Loki because Loki does have the horns as a helmet. So it could be that. It could be something else. We have no idea. We really, really don't. But I will say this. I think that... The, Kevin Feige did say last week that Loki is going to have a strong impact on the MCU. And by God, I think he's right. I do think that Loki is going to affect this in many ways, shapes, and forms. And I can't wait to see what transpires next. If there's one thing that I want to say about the therapy session that Mobius had with Loki, I will say that it really dove down into the deep understanding of what makes Loki tick. And I know we save the superhero quotes, even though he's kind of a hero now, or a protagonist of his own story. I want to say that... There is something that he said that really, really, in a way, truly represented what he felt like. Like, what makes Loki tick. And this was his own self-reflection. Not only about himself, but with everything else around him. He says, Everything is an illusion. It's the cruel, elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear. A desperate play for control. He's speaking about himself. And he's admitting to Mobius that that's what he feels. He feels weak. He feels lessened. And the whole episode is a strong reflection of that. It's a strong reflection that he's, in a way, less than nothing in this world. He's essentially a mere, like Mobius said, Pussycat. And the fact that there was a pussycat literally before that scene took place. Oh my goodness. Dude, the metaphors and, and the and the emotion that I'm having already from this one episode. I can't wait to see what transpires next. And if you're like me and you're excited to see what's next, oh my god. I can't wait. As I said, Loki, complex and unique, engaging. I love it. I'm not going to rate this episode right away the same way IGN did. That's not going to happen. I will wait for all the episodes are in a whole. I don't know how many episodes there are. I believe it's around 9 or 10 or 8. I honestly don't know. But considering that these are 50-minute episodes with the credits, 50-minute episodes... I can only assume that we're going to get around 10. Maybe by the next episode on Wednesday, next Wednesday, 
or next Thursday's episode when I record this thing, I'll be able to have a general understanding in terms of how many more we have left and how many more we're going to look forward to. Overall, I love the episode. I'm engaged. I saw it twice. I'm probably going to see it a third time. Probably going to see it a third time. And I love it. I really do. And I hope you do too. That's all we have for this episode on Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you very much for continuing to support me. If you disagree with anything that I've said or if you want your input and if you want to be a guest on the podcast someday, sometime, you know what to do. You know how to do it. Let me know. Hit me up. Voice of Garcia on Twitter and Instagram. And if you need my services in anything you do, if you want me to do a podcast intro or outro for you, then by all means, hit me up. Email me, voiceofgarcia at gmail.com. Check out my new website. It is badass. Tremendous thanks to the voiceover website people. Now, I know I've already done my superhero quote of the day, but I want to take this time to reflect a little bit on what's going to transpire this weekend. I'm going to be part of the evocation, the evocation 2021 this weekend. I'm only going to go to a few classes considering most likely that I have to work, but I want to give tremendous thanks for the people that have set this up to make this happen. Karen Guilfrey, Jamie Muffet, and so many others, and all of the sponsors of Evocation that has made it happen, JMC Demos, Voice 123, and so many groups. I want to, again, I'm saying a huge thank you because... It is inspiring me to continue doing what I love. I have been auditioning like crazy this week. I've gotten so many email backs from direct marketing. It takes a lot of time. Oh my God, does it take a lot of time? But I stay humble. I stay hungry. Since I'm hungry now, I stay hungry. I stay thoisty. And I do what I can to get the job done. So tremendous thanks to them for setting it up. I really wish it was in September instead of June. But I digress. I digress. Now, let me get out of here because my stomach keeps on doing the rumblies and the rumblies. But, like anything else, tune in Monday night where we will talk more on all of the happenings that goes on in the world of comic book news, shows, games, movies, whatever the case may be. Always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done, I'm through. Peace out.